another episode i swear it feels like it's been months since i last recorded with y'all but i guess it really has been a week i mean it's a little bit more than a week technically because i did this a little bit um earlier than last monday but even still this last these last few days have felt like they would never come to an end but I am currently recording this on Saturday, November 7th, and Joe Biden was just announced as the winner of the 2020 election, and even though this is not a political podcast, I think it's safe and fair to say that I obviously support anyone but Donald Trump being president of the United States and I'm I'm a little bit disappointed in myself honestly that I didn't use the Solace in the City platform to express my political opinions as much as I should have prior to the election so I'm going to be sure to do that going forward because not that I have a you know there are plenty of other influencers out there who have much larger platforms than I do. And I quite honestly get a little bit frustrated when I don't see people using their platforms to educate and inform their followers because it's like, if you're, you know, if you're given the opportunity to have a large following for your like fitness program or your like food blog why it's not even a matter of like brainwashing you know it's not like you're trying to like enforce beliefs on other people it's more just like information and if you have that information why not disseminate it but that's a topic for another time um before i dive into this episode which is completely unrelated to politics and I has nothing to do with it, but I I did want to talk about something that I was thinking about in light of the outcome of the election and honestly large part like going into it, like a lot of things I was just like wrapping my head around. Um and I'll give a shout out to my friend Chandler because he's actually the one who had me begin to think about this stuff and I'm hoping to have him on the podcast to discuss this more to be determined. But um, anyway, so just some background on me, like if you don't know me already, I surprisingly know a lot of college educated white Trump voters. Um, that's both a product of, you know, growing up in a, um, suburban New Jersey town also going to school with like even though it was the my college was for the majority I'd say was pretty liberal there were definitely a bunch of um more conservative I'd say like specific people specifically 
on sports teams, but definitely those like who I came into contact a lot uh, with a lot. So it was interesting. And I, I think back now, specifically, I'd say mostly on my middle school era and time. And I think about comments that were made in, in like my classes and I get a little sad thinking back to it because sometimes I'm like, how did, I'll take a step back. I think anyone who's listening is my age. I'm 25. So like, you know, if you were born in like the early to mid to maybe like semi late nineties, I'd say a large part of your political beliefs and maybe religious beliefs were probably something that was ingrained in you because of your parents. I was fortunate enough to have parents that were very like laissez-faire about politics and religion and they were kind of like, you know, do what you want to do. Like my my mom was a registered Democrat. My dad was a registered Republican. In a similar way, my mom was Jewish. My dad was Greek Orthodox. So like they were, since they were not polar opposites, but they had different beliefs, they kind of let me do my own thing, which was great. But at the same time, my school itself was, it was a private school, but my town was like very conservative with like an asterisk because I don't really know why. Like we weren't like a Catholic school, but I think the parents of a lot of my quote unquote friends at school were had ingrained in their children like the beliefs that like of like you know triple down economics and all this stuff it's like that like why the fuck do you care about that as a third grader you know but nevertheless like I remember feeling really uncomfortable raising my hand when we I, re- I will never forget this we had an election an election we had like um when George Bush was running against John Kerry in 2004 in my third grade class we like had to raise our hands for who we were voting for and I remember feeling like I was pressured to raise my hand for George Bush keep in mind I was what like eight years old like what, what the fuck did I know like I none of this would have affected me but I remember raising my hand for George Bush and having this sense of guilt because I was like my mom would be so angry with me right now, but I don't want to be bullied. And it's just like hilarious thinking back to that because I'm like, like, why is that what you do? Like, why do you just raise your hand? Why do you not have a conversation about this? And in a similar vein, I remember in 2008 when it was Obama running against John McCain, I remember sitting, we had like a sign lunch tables I remember sitting at my history teacher's desk or sorry, history teacher's table. And he was talking about how he would have voted for Obama, but because he was a Catholic, he couldn't go against his um, belief on being pro-life. First of all, let's just take a step back. I was how old? Like 13. Okay. So I guess I knew what sex was, but like should not have been having a discussion about abstinence with <laughs> my seventh grade history teacher. 
then also like what the fuck like that's your deciding factor whatever okay aside from aside from the fact but I just I, I don't know so it's it's interesting because I'm going like on a huge tangent right now about politics but it's just interesting thinking back to these times because I think about this people who are you know whatever in high school right now who maybe aren't like legally allowed to vote but have been so because I think I don't know I think the internet and social media gets a lot of shit for good reason but at the same time think about what the internet and social media has allowed us to do like it's allowed people who live in bumfuck Iowa to connect with people in Brooklyn who've been surrounded by like very progressive ideas and just like things that they wouldn't be able to come in contact with physically but they are able to connect with via some social media platform whether it be Instagram or TikTok or whatever and I just think that's amazing and that's what part of what makes me so excited about the generation that's to come and like I've talked about this a lot on podcasts and in my Instagram live with Lindsay Boylan it's like finally kids are going to be able to develop their opinions that are different than their parents different than their you know immediate social circle because they can come into contact with those and have conversation with those whose backgrounds are different than their own and I think that's amazing and I think that's beautiful and I think that's exactly what this country was meant to have you know have so um yeah I think that's really interesting and I don't want to ramble on because I realized that I've been talking for almost 10 minutes, but one thing I did want to note, and I'd love to get y'all's opinion on because it's something I, that Chandler brought to my attention it's in it and I really want to kind of explore it more is like, so again, to preface, like if, if you're listening to this and you can relate to these like next few sentences, please damn me and give me your advice and give me your opinions because I would love to hear them. But if you come, you know, if you if you feel like your story relates to mine, if you feel like you grew up in a town that was very conservative and, you know, you may have fell, fallen, not victim is not the right term, but, you know, you may have been like, felt like you didn't really know what you were agreeing with when you were younger because it was just like the consensus and like maybe now your political ideals have changed or maybe you're still working to figure out what exactly you believe in and want to support. But now that this election is over and like maybe you have friends who voted for Trump or didn't vote because they, they quote unquote don't, you know, didn't want Biden for president, whatever. What are you doing with that? Are you are you connecting with them? Are you trying to explain to them why Trump was a bad leader? Like, are you are you just giving up? Are you ignoring the conversation in, in entirety? All, like, I would love to hear it because it is kind of you know upsetting to think of like people who I've grown up with and. I love so much, but their political ideals and beliefs are so different than mine. And it's, 
I don't want to not be friends with them because of that. But at the same time, like, I don't know if they themselves are inherently racist or if it's more of a product of what they were surrounded by and weren't able to escape from, if that makes sense. So yeah, if you have any thoughts on this, DM me. Um, otherwise, just listen to this episode with Harrison because it's fun and exciting and I feel really excited to have recorded with him because um, I'm not going to give too much away, but his show is about to gain a lot more traction. So without further ado, here is Harrison Foreman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Solace in the City. Today, I am so excited to be here with Harrison Foreman, who is one of the creators and co-host of Updating. Zoe, it's great to be here. <laughs> Cannot be more thrilled. Your living room, the kitchen, I mean, it's amazing. Like, this is a podcast studio. I, I know, love it. it this is, is really. It I, has very I just dig the vibes. Yeah, it's just cool. No, like casual, thanks. sitting on the couch. Casual, even though the dog, we're, we're figuring that out. <laughs> I was allergic to the dog, but... We, we, what's the dog's name again? Max. <laughs> Max. Okay. Max is hidden. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm feeling good. He's hyperallergenic, but you know. No, it's okay. I should have taken my Allegra. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So quick context for those of you who remember, I recorded with Brandon Berman, who is the other co-host. Um, my partner in crime. Yes, exactly. Back in, I want to say it was February. So you know, good old days before quarantine. Um, and yeah, and now I'm here with Harrison. So I'm really, really excited about this. You, uh, you're with Batman and now you're with Robin, the Batman and Robin of dating in New York. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know why they call us that because the thing with our show, um, we always joke and say, yeah, there are like eight engagements in New York because of updating. And the reality is there are zero. Uh, but we do have like a 20, 25% success rate to make it to a second date okay um so that's cool i guess how did you get eight engagements in there oh it's uh it's an embellishment, uh, a um, big embellishment. yeah huge embellishment <laughs> we did have one in the crowd one time which was interesting oh like someone got engaged to someone in the so crowd. it yeah it's a funny and not to go off track like right at the beginning but um before one of our shows pre-covid a huge fan of the show called us or called our operations person said hey uh my brother is hoping to get engaged he wants to do it at updating he wants to get engaged in the audience at your show he's like he's been trying to propose for so long oh. like can you guys stop the show and give him his moment to shine oh um, okay i, I think his name is like shane or something and so we uh we paused the show he he gave him the mic and he's like back or like Vic vicky I've been meaning to ask you this for so long. The entire crowd is like, oh, my God, they're freaking out. Yeah. I've been meaning to ask you. He gets down one day on stage, proposes. So that's Aww, the only that's engagement cute. that we've had some hand in. We didn't yeah. set them up, of course. You gave them the mic. We g Yeah, we gave them the mic. We did our thing. Uh, there was a lot of love that night. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, going Anyhow, back to I can some go background on on. info. Tell me about yourself. So where are you from? Yeah. How old are you? Where'd you go to school? Where'd you grow up? What's your story? My story. Do we have all night? You know, <laughs> five hours. 
Uh, so I'm from New Jersey. Grew up outside Philadelphia. Okay. South um, Jersey. South Jersey, near Cherry Hill, yeah. if you know that. Voorhees. Uh, I don't know. Where are you from again? I'm from Central Jersey, so. What part? Rumson? Short Hills? Rumson. Rumson, mm-hmm. okay. My next guest was Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> Not Livingston. Yeah. Uh, from South Jersey. Grew up normal, you know, suburban uh, life. Um, was a bar mitzvah dancer in high school. No was my way. crowning achievement. <laughs> uh, my nice. start in entertainment. Um, and, yeah, you know, great childhood, loving family, sister, as, you know, <laughs> some people, <laughs> a sister. Uh, went to college in the Midwest at Michigan, University of Michigan, um, which was great and interesting. It was like, for me, I was the only person from my high school to go, and um, I, you know, when you're 18, you don't really know anything, right? Yeah. You don't know yourself. Oh you God. don't know uh, who you are. And Michigan was, for me, the the first time that I became like so invested in like media and starting things and, uh, and entertainment and um, you grow so much, right, when, when you're in college and uh, have nothing but great things to say about Michigan. And then I've actually, I took like a detour before I moved to New York. I lived in San Francisco okay. for four years um, after Michigan, which was interesting. We'll get into it. You know, a lot of, ups and downs. I, I think for me, the biggest reason why I wanted to live on the West Coast, A, California was always a draw. It, it was so creative. It's very entrepreneurial. Like it's warm. Uh, warm, right? Like hippies, you know. Uh, the coast is beautiful. Um, that was the first one. The second, most of my friends after um, after college, they all moved to New York, right? They all moved yeah. to New York City. And, and I've always like tried to do something go against the grain, you know, because that's how you grow, right? And yeah. for me, like, I love my friends from college, but I didn't really n- know myself yet, right? And so I moved out west. I didn't want to be with the same people doing the same things in New York. Uh, moved to San Francisco knowing nobody. Um, people out there, they didn't even know, like, that I would... Everyone thought I was Italian, right? <laughs> like, the Jewish, like, Northeast thing. It's, like, it's a myth out there. Nobody really... Kn- yeah. L.A., of course, but... Like San Francisco, it's like kind of different, right? Yeah, Have I mean, I've never there? been. I've only been to like Southern California. You've been out like L.A., SoCal. Yeah, L.A. and like Santa Barbara. Did you like it? I love it. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? There's yeah, a different. It's funny, like ca- I mean, California and I, I get emotional thinking about it. You know, I know. I mean, like, I'm gonna <laughs> move into like live in San Diego when I'm a. I can see that, like La Jolla or something. I maybe. Mm, no, don't remember. Not La Jolla, Del Mar. Del Mar. <laughs> Del Mar. Del beautiful. Yeah, that's um, where I've been, but that's also because I was at my rich uncle's yeah, house. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> no, it's, I, I love it. And so I can go on and on. But long story short, um, lived out in San Francisco, Francisco for four years. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of exploration, you know, figuring out what I want to do. We could get into that later. I uh, moved to New York two years ago and we started our show. It, it blew up in the city it became a phenomenon and uh and now i'm at this pretty exciting point in my life and career where uh can't say publicly but we're about to have some very exciting news with our show uh even despite the pandemic um and i honestly like zoe i feel mentally uh i have a lot of solace a lot of serenity recently and I, i just feel like i feel fresh Wait. I feel very fresh right now. You're catching me at a very 
fresh time. How old are you again? Oh, I'm 28. Oh, so late 20s. And when's your when's your birthday? And <laughs> when's my birthday? Uh, December 13th. Sag. You're into the horoscopes, Sag. You know them. Yeah, I've had a lot of Sages on this. Really? For some reason. Do like they all have personalities like mine? You know, like kind of eccentric. <laughs> well, they're all <laughs> like um, leader. It, I feel like what is the? I forget what the si- uh, the uh, not stereotypes are, but like Matt James right. was a Sag. He was my first guest. Okay, and he like leaders like? and yeah, leader like doers. One, right? yeah, it, yeah, exactly. But Social. And also, I know this because I interviewed um, a an astrologer, and he was talking about like your what is it called like Saturn return. Does that happen? Saturn return. Yeah, and it happens um, when you're 28. Like it happens around when you're 28, and it's kind of like a, a third coming of age because your Jupiter return is when you're like 22. Really? For s- only for Sag or for all horoscope? No, for all. So like okay. Your Jupiter return happens when you're 22. Basically, right. it's like it can either go really good or really bad. So for me, my like Jupiter return like was shit. Like I had a, I was the biggest mess when I was oh, 23. Shit. Okay. But that's kind of good because it means hopefully I've figured my stuff out by the time I'm like 28. You're 20. I'm 25. 25. Okay. Um, I totally no. I I see that. I think. I always use self-awareness as the key. Like, when do you become mm-hmm. self-aware? That is like when you're awake almost, right? Yeah. And uh, I feel like it takes men longer. For, you know, we could get into yeah. <laughs> the reasons why. Um, for me, I, I became like fully self-aware. This is me at like 24. And now at 28, I do feel like it's a second awakening almost. I, I do kind of like mess with that because I'm like, turning a corner professionally mentally Mm -hmm. i'm in the right headspace and i know what i want i don't really i mean i can go to like a pregame but i'm kind of avoiding that at this age right it's yeah rather read fiction like (laughs) i think it's like the real like transition into adulthood right yeah (laughs) just because you mentioned bar mitzvah like how crazy is it that (laughs) 13 (laughs) is when you become an adult like i'm not isn't that insane no but i don't even it's a little outdated, that model, they right? They should make it like your bar mitzvah should be when you're like 35, maybe. Yeah, it should be. Uh, maybe I'll have one. I've never, because I didn't have a bar mitzvah. Oh, you didn't have a bar mitzvah? Okay. No, maybe I'll have one when I'm like, when I actually feel like I'm an adult. I could see you having one. I could see your theme being something, something like nature Like, I feel like you're into nature. I am, You know, I see some flowers. <laughs> maybe I'd like, no. Actually, wait, this is a fantastic idea that. I'm probably going to spend way too much time planning. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, but, okay. Anyways. Anyhow. So, because... I can go off topic sometimes. You run a dating show. Right. And this is a mental health podcast. I thought, what better topic to discuss than the connection between um, dating and mental health? It's... There's a, a close tie, right? A very, very close, close tie. tie. And... You know, it's yeah. particularly interesting, I think, because ha- or having this conversation right. with you, because like I, you can provide the heterosexual heterosexual. He- am I heterosexual? Yes, I'm heterosexual. Heterosexual yeah. male pers- perspective. Right. And like <laughs> I can provide the straight female perspective. Just right. Check. No, it, it's it's funny because uh, there's still this men opening up like straight men opening up. It's still we're in the early wave of that. I Very think, that early. revolution, right? <laughs> We're trying to like change that. Um, our show, 
we look at our show, it almost is like group therapy mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because and for those listening, you could check it out, updating. Uh, it, you're on a date, you're on a blind date in front of a live audience. For the first half, you're blindfolded, completely blindfolded. And so on these dating apps, you know, you're, you're swiping based off looks and uh, we're very superficial in, in a lot of ways about dating. And our show, we remove that stigma because connecting with someone, uh, in my opinion, it's c- certainly physical, right? But it's emotional, it's intellectual. And, and our show, you're opening up your personal life, your truth to the audience. And, and when you step on the stage, Berman, who hosts it, me, I'm in the audience and, and co-hosting it, like we make sure that it is, you're not leaving our stage without being totally honest and truthful, right? Yeah. And we've had some people go on our show who will get texts or calls the next day. Like I learned so much about myself. I realized that I go on all these first dates. I only talk about myself. Uh, you showed me some of the insecurities that I'm trying to work on. Um, and honestly, I feel, I, I feel like I can be myself again, right? Because when you do something that kind of crazy and bold, you're going on a date in front of an audience, all these people that are watching you on a date, it's crazy, right? It's yeah, a little crazy. crazy. When you do something like that, you're, you're so far out of your comfort zone that you're in this crazy mental headspace where you have to be honest, you have to be forth- forthcoming and you want to be, right? Um, what was the original question? Oh, mental health and dating. Oh, yeah. Like I how they're connected. Well, That's I like the show part of it. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> this is so, this is kind I, of. I love this topic. <laughs> this is kind of like zooming out. So, I mean, I'm and, assuming yeah. you date outside of the show. Do I date outside the show? For yes. sure. Okay. Definitely. So, as you approach a date, do you ever get anxiety? Uh, I, it's <laughs> a good question. Uh, I don't as much anymore. I think it's fun. If it's someone I'm really into and I can just tell, uh, you know, we had this instant connection. I mean, before COVID, I would only meet people in real life now, you yeah. know, I'm doing the apps and all that. Um, I would be more nervous meeting someone I knew I would be interested in. Really? So I feel it. Like, yeah. I had this date in Brooke, like she, we just hit it off energy wise, created like just, but you met through an app. We met through my show. Okay. Um, met through my show, uh, just, you know, in the community, um, wasn't a dater. We, you know, we separate, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we separate the two and we, I just like, she was just so cool. Like I could bring her around my friends and I was so fired up for our first date. It, it took months of you know, flirting here and there before I finally made the, the move. And, uh, I, uh, I wore, you know, my best turtleneck, turtleneck, um, <laughs> to go to Brooklyn. So excited. But I was honestly very nervous because I was so excited and interested, um, yeah. in her. So the anxiety comes and goes, uh, you know, it comes and goes. I mean, anxiety for me is like a general theme is yeah. very important. You know, I'm in therapy, highly recommended for everyone. I'm sure we'll get into all of that as well. Um, but dating, like I look at dating, the way that's caused me to stress less about my own dating life is so much is out of our control. And that is a core part of anxiety anyway, right? Because yeah, it's like the, the what's it called? Prayer or saying like, God, the serenity prayer. S- something like that. Like God I, I love that word, serenity. The serenity <laughs> to uh, some, something, something can't, and wisdom to know the difference. That was really... What's that. it about? Just it's like God, gr- God grant me the wisdom to 
something the things i cannot can control something the thing i cannot control and the wisdom to know the difference i i love that i mean that is one of my core mindfulness philosophies like try not and it's so simple it really is so simple but try not to worry about things you can't control that are out of your control pandemic look i can't control it i can control how how i react to it exactly right and dating (laughs) dating is a pandemic (laughs) dating has always been the real (laughs) pandemic (laughs) like literally but dating is if look uh, unless you stay in your room all day every day you don't do anything. You don't go on dating apps. You don't go out there. If you don't do that and you do put yourself out there and you're just not meeting someone, I don't know why there's no reason to stress because you're doing everything in your control, right? And it's just timing. Like a lot of it really is, is oh, luck yeah. and timing. I, I have friends who get really down on themselves about not finding someone and they hit it professionally and they're doing so well and dating-wise, they'll – a, they'll trash themselves. I, I just, what is it? Is it my look? Is it my vibe? Like, I'm just so depressed about it. I have to invest so much time and money. And then B, uh, they, um, there's just so much self-doubt because they're not meeting someone. The world's a big place, right? And it yeah. can happen at any instant. That's what's so cool about it. I think it's interesting you say that, like, the guys get down and stuff. I was like, ugh, I have so many questions. Ask away. I and like theories from like TV shows. We're grooving. Yeah, we're we're grooving. We're grooving. I'm excited about this. So, <laughs> well, I don't even know where to begin. Well, you mentioned that. I mean, you're before COVID. You were not on the apps. No, I was not. And I remember in an article you wrote in the Medium, you said you can't swipe based on energy, and I loved that because. Oh, you read my. You read the piece, the op ed. Oh my god, Zoe does her research. Do everyone research. who's listening. Um, very professional and I but yeah I love that phrase because I I'm like the type of person I hate first dates I would like would, I don't know I've only really had a successful relationship where it's been friendship first and mm. then grown into something that's like flirty and like you know slowly develop that like I just Right. I hate hinge. Like I just <laughs> It's awful. It's really bad. <laughs> and some and so <laughs> I was yeah, I was wondering, I mean, my question was do you like dating apps? But I think we're on the same page here. <laughs> we're we're on the same page. I mean, and I think uh we have a toxic relationship, dating apps and I, right? Because uh some i mean during this time i don't even do i go up to someone in madison square park i can't even say hi in the park because of the mass and stuff so yeah you literally can't even and i'm such a listeners might be able to tell but energy is just so important for me and my personality is really important and so through a dating app you go back and forth with these they're not it it's so hard to add humor in these messages, mm-hmm. right? Without someone fully getting your vibe and your energy. That's always been really frustrating. Um, and then the second part is, I think that it's just so easy to have a few great messages and then someone just moves on. Like there are just so many, so many options. It's like a combination of the paradox of choice and the, like the fact that you're basically judging a person for their looks. Like ult- at the end of the day, they may have a great prompt, right. but like if their pictures yeah. aren't great, you probably are going to yeah. swipe left. Who even reads bios anymore <laughs> on these dating apps? Um, I know. I no, you're right. It is. It's superficial, and it. I look. I've questioned the lighting on, on my face <laughs> in something. <laughs> you know, should I wear a black shirt on these dating apps? Um, 
should I have two friends in the pic or one? Should I not post anything with my, you know, my girlfriends, my female friends? Definitely not. No, That's right? I get the no. Uh, no, no But fish. what about family? Family's good. But Family's no, cool. No, but okay. like, also, I hate, okay, these are things that I, wait, yeah. actually, another question. Sorry. No. I have like all these thoughts. I'm an open hand. book. Okay. So I'm going to say things that I'd say I can speak for the majority of straight women that we don't like on dating apps. Okay. Let's hear it. One. Oh, uh, should I get a clipboard out? My notepad? I don't think okay. you'll have these. Uh, I'll listen after. One. Um, any pictures with like dead animals, hunting, dead fish. Ugh. The worst. I'm, I'm so Jewish. We don't hunt. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> like, no, just awful. And right. I don't know a single person who likes that. Or like, I forget. This was in. Who said this? One friend was like, actually, I like when guys put that because then I just know they're not not my type. When guys put fishing pics. Oh, the fishing pics. Oh, gross. Um, okay. Second We're thing. We're not in Jackson Hole. Second thing. <laughs> I'm overly competitive about everything. Please have some originality. So Ooh. Okay. Is that, is that one of your prompts? Wait, so. It says, you know, on Hinge, it's like. I'm oh, wait. Okay. About. Oh, you're saying someone who one of their prompts on Hinge. The answer is I'm overly competitive about everything. If a guy puts the answer that. is everything. Yeah, I oh, guarantee oh. you, like someone here. Oh, we're looking at your hinge. Okay, should we, should we do it? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna make me. Um, or just like like loves to who, travel. Who is this? Like What's it? Cyprus. Cyrus. Cyrus. Uh, we won't say last name. Oh. So specific. Cool. So here's what I say to anyone listening on a dating app or using a dating app: add specific words, right? Uh, like everything, or what do I love most? My friends. Nothing there is specific. Yeah, exactly. Or like a picture of you doing something. Yeah, doing something. Um, Honestly, should e I read out my favorite? A picture with a dog is kind of basic, but like, it will work. All right. Sh do you want to hear my my go-to prompt? Yes. The only one I get replies on that people do like. Okay. I'll okay. I'll this is a really good one. Up. Okay. Okay. Should I read it? Yes. Okay. You'll know I like you if, so that's the prompt. And then I say, I introduce you to my favorite Starbucks barista, Nina, <laughs> and we order chai together. It's not bad, right? Yeah. It's not bad. It's a true story. Nina, she, I met her at a Starbucks. She worked behind the counter. Uh, we become good friends. What and the replies? And like the replies are, some someone said like, is it cool if we get pumpkin spice? Yeah, I was right? like, oh, you were thinking that. pumpkin spice, um, but be specific. There was a yeah, there was a time when I I got like very not I don't know the word. What's your go to first message? It's bad. I need to like be hey yeah. hey with two Y's. How are you? Hi hi <laughs> hi. How are you? No, I mean I've gotten better, but no, my my answers are. Wait. <laughs> Where where is the one? I thought this was kind of funny, but maybe I'm not funny. Bumble, um, okay. Yeah, because it's on it. The prompt makes more sense on Bumble. Yeah, the dating uh, apps. If you laugh at this, you'll we'll get along. Self-deprecation. That's where you put. Yeah. You should add uh, Zoe. I think uh, maybe like a specific you could add, like self-deprecation about. Um, my spaghetti cooking abilities or something. Like, something like... You know what I'm, I'm saying? No, maybe not. I <laughs> wish you could, like, put memes as... Right. 
Um, you know what I mean? Like Oh, totally. This one's so funny. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, let's hear it. No, I want to hear it. I like it. It's a meme. Okay. I forgot you can't make depression jokes outside of Twitter, LMAO. My coworker was like, you ready for this year to be over? I was like, I'm ready for this life to be over. He was like, bro, what? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> or like dark humor. Oh, my humor. God. I do like dark humor. Dark comedy. Com- yeah. Dark so comedies. Anyways, Coen tangent Brothers. again. No, um, we could do a lot. And. Do you want me to help with your hinge? We could maybe after maybe the after. recording. Maybe okay, after. I'll, I'll do. But now, now that I'm in the industry, what is like a, what is like a no for you, on a girl's hinge? On a hinge, I would say like basic. Uh, what's basic? Yeah, because I feel like. Yeah, you see I so many fish picks. Like what right. Do uh, what do I see for girls? The friend picks are a little a little much. Um, honestly, I don't like seeing. Like <laughs> you at a football game for some reason, you know, where <laughs> maybe because my interests have evolved. How many girls um, have that? <laughs> I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of these, these, uh, I'm not going to name the specific school or team, but it's just too much. Right. Like I get the fandom, but that's just not my Do you think vibe. The girls <laughs> trying to be like, I can sporty. Chill. I can play. Yeah. yeah. I've been seeing a lot of, uh, all I do on Sundays is watch football. And it's funny because we use that we use that joke at the show a lot to talk about guys who only watch football mm-hmm. when they should be reading fiction, <laughs> you know, like me. Uh, but I think there are a lot of women who also, a lot of girls who also. Um, do you think they actually that. watch football though, or just like trying they're just to be saying like it? I yeah. don't know. Um, I certainly don't. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't know. I've been seeing that a decent amount recently. And then, honestly, lack of humor. For me, humor, like, uh, not only that, you know, I'm in comedy, um, do all of that stuff, but that is such a huge part of um, who I'm into, who I'm attracted to, because I I don't take myself too seriously, and I I don't think any of us should, because you feel healthier and looser, because that's, like, your true self. And so some of these dating dating app messages or responses it's just so serious and i'm so over that you know this is my first rodeo just be loose have fun with it agreed so there's my my rant so i kind of going back to like that whole you can't swipe on energy like one thing i don't know if it's like particular well no i feel like other people can relate but like i feel like i can go on a date with like from with like someone who I met through hinge so like I don't you know previously know them and within like the first five ten minutes I'll be like yes or no like I'll I'll know you know because you just like like, there's like that connection that you either have or you don't and like it goes past looks it goes past like accolades a do you feel the same should I answer now yeah or should I do it after the B? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. A, do you feel the same? And B, do you think that if there's not that spark, that there's an 100% chance of a n- not having a second date? It's it's a great question. I am without doubt like that. And for me, it's not even 5, 10 minutes. It's kind of 30 seconds. Yeah, it's same. a minute. And it's not even like, oh, my God, first impression. I feel like our parents... That generation was all about the first impression. Our generation is more the the energy of just an instant reaction, right? And it's the little things that I notice for how we can have a connection. It's how 
we both talk to the the maitre d right or the <laughs> or the server or something something mm-hmm. like those little those little cues and honestly uh within the first couple minutes if we're going right to what do you do where do you live how long have you been in the city again this is just me i uh, that that's a deal breaker right because i'm it's such boring. a go with the flow kind of guy I, I mean the last uh, in my last relationship, we didn't even know what each other did for a li- living until two weeks in because we, we just talked, right? Yeah. We were ju- it was just loose. We were just talking. So I do believe in that. And then part B was like, like if can you don't I feel that if you don't feel that click, will you go on a second date? Like, will you give it a second shot? Or are you just like, no, this will never work. It's a good question. Um, I've been on second dates. If even if I knew the energy was off, which is a different Maybe we'll we'll ask my therapist why I'm doing that. You know, if yeah. I know there's like no connection, why am I even doing that? Uh, but yeah, generally speaking, if uh, keep it at one date, right? I think um, maybe five years ago, me, you know, 23, 24, first on a date, um, I would keep it going more often. But at this point, I again, I've I think when you do hit this point where. I've dated, not that I'm like looking for anything, right? Because I, like I said earlier, uh, I think a lot of it's out of our control. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not just going on dates for the sake of going on dates anymore. Um, if someone's cool, cool for sure. But I also love being alone too. I really yeah, do. Same. Like those nights alone. Isn't it fun I being mean alone? I mean, I've canceled three dates this week just because I like, I'm like, I would rather just oh my, sit in bed and watch Euphoria. And in this apartment, I mean, unbelievable. Like <laughs> <laughs> the aura. No, it, I would do the same. It, oh, Euphoria is a great show too. And they're, oh, did you hear they're two more, two, two episodes? episodes. I, it's kind of like a, uh, it's, it's like the a teaser. Yeah. It's, it's a good <laughs> fix, but it's going to make me want, so much yeah. more. Oh, um, okay, this is another pulling from another yeah. TV show that I love. Um, did you watch any Sex in the City by any chance? So I did. I'm on season four. What? Sex in the City. You're on season four. I'm rewatching. Oh. Yeah, I'm rewatching. Oh, so I, I, I took that as you were literally on the show. Like oh no no no! I'm rewatching the whole show. Oh, I yeah. Um, yeah, I uh. It's a bit. It's an influence creatively for sure. It's amazing. Yeah, um, I have been called the Mary, the male Carrie Bradshaw. Really? By, <laughs> by the Washington Post. <laughs> Wait, that's sick. Oh my god, that's my dream. I feel like I'm. You have a Carrie vibe. Oh, hundred uh, percent. I'm half. You're a Carrie. thinker, right? You're definitely a thinker. Half Carrie, half Miranda. Miranda's cool. Miranda. Yeah. Miranda is like doesn't take shit. She doesn't take shit, and when people say who are you in sex and city miranda probably gets mentioned the least i would say really i feel like i i almost never hear miranda i never hear samantha i hear some samanthas me that's interesting i wish i could be samantha's very cool yeah i mean she same with carrie carrie's really cool yeah um no i'm a big fan of annoying but like you love her the cigarettes yeah and she's just like complains all the time but i do too i guess um (laughs) But anyway, I don't know if that you've gotten to this episode yet, but there's this, I forget who says it. I think it might have been Miranda that guys like, I forget how she says it, but basically guys are like taxis. Right. Like they'll turn their flash on and like you can only get them then. Otherwise. Right. I know. think I remember that. Yeah. And like, it's so true. I feel, I feel like guys hit a point 
hmm. where maybe it's all of their friends are married or like are getting married, engaged, and they're like, shit, I need to settle down. Do you think that's true? Or like, do you relate? That's a great question. Wow. I know. I fucking oh, love that. I love the, uh, the SATC mm-hmm. reference um, listed on my. I put up this TV and movie thing on my website, just saying, and Sex and the City's at the top. Oh, it's, it's a must-watch. It's a must-watch. So do I think that men look around and, and try and get into something because their friends are starting to get deep and that makes them want to be in a relationship more? Or it escalates it further because of what their friends are doing? Kind of. I, feel I do like, think that yeah. happens. A lot of guys... At least for a certain type of guy. For, a certain, for, the, for the men that, again... I, I do go back. I hate saying this, but it's uh, it, it, there's an insecurity there. If you're jumping into something that's not the right fit, but you're like you're forcing the issue because you're seeing everyone else around you get into relationships, you're like, oh my god, I must be next. And we we scroll Instagram and we see all these engagements at 27, 28, 26, right? There's this pressure. And there's there are these norms that we think we all have to adhere to. Um, I think the guys that don't adhere to them, and and anyone, guys, girls, they're the ones who I, I just think they're the most independent and they're free. And we all are we all are on our own timelines. I can't say that enough. I say that to everyone. I I just think it's so important because money wise, we're on our own timeline. Romance-wise, professionally, we're all just we're we're in this game, right? And we're kind of, you know, one car health goes forward, then professionally you take a backseat. Relationships yeah, go exactly. forward, something else changes, right? So I do think a lot of, a lot. So f- going back to the taxi or Uber, I, I guess if it was a modern <laughs> sex in the Except city, you can't really like turn on your flash for Uber. I guess you can like log on maybe. Yeah, you might Taxi's be able a to. Reference. Taxi is cool. I, I prefer taxis as well. Yeah, they're cheaper. Uh, it's cheaper, and it's more New York. I just feel like I'm a New Yorker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, without a doubt, yes, I, I do think people jump into stuff quickly, right? You kind of got to catch someone. Yeah. I think, again, cer- I feel like it's a certain type of guy. I mean, there's definitely, you know, those guys who want to get their, like, want to meet their wife. Or I guess it applies to everyone because, like, you know, guys who date a girl in college and just, like, stay with a girl in college because they think that they should marry someone they met in college. Like, right. that's their, – their light's on early. But I'll give you an example. So I mentioned canceling three dates this week because I'm Three. Pathetic. Three dates. All through Hinge. Well, mm, four? No. Yeah, four. So when you cancel – Well, um, okay. So with two – Okay. But – one was from Hinge, but for context, like the one guy I got set up through a matchmaker, which is hilarious. And Ayanta. Y- literally, literally. Wow. And um it was actually when you called like, I was on the phone with her about this. No, your matchmaker. Yes. Your matchmaker. Yes. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't didn't hire her. She posted something and was like, If you're interested in getting set up, I was like, Why not? And My mom's been trying to get me a matchmaker for so long, you know. You should reach out to this uh, woman, your yeah, maybe situation. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, maybe I'll get a few DMs after this recording. Yeah, we'll see. I'll definitely plug you. But <laughs> again, so no, back to your dating. It's more. It's interesting. It, it, yeah, it's a, it was actually like very interesting. So not to like toot my own horn, <laughs> but sh- I like had a phone call with her. She was asking me all this stuff. And then afterwards, she was like, 
you're the only person I, like I've talked to who I actually think would work with this guy like blah blah, blah. and I was like oh my god um whatever so we like set up a date we had a call like really nice guy um but the first date was gonna be like at a fancy restaurant he's gonna call me an uber and like that just gives me anxiety like i don't like rushing into something like he that. was gonna call you an uber i mean that I, no that th- this I is like. a really good anecdote i love this no yeah, like it's that i like but it was more the the whole like courting and i was like i don't want to be courted. how o- older guy older finance no, no. um tech but Tech company bro. was okay. actually I'll tell you after because ooh I think okay it it's interesting um but nice Jewish guy thirty eight mm, okay oh, I, I didn't know it was thirty eight I thought yeah it was that's like cool though um but anyway so like then I called her like I today I called her and I was like listen I kind of get anxiety around these things like I'd bef- much prefer our first date to be like a walk and just like chatting love that right okay love I it think love it and during covid it's taught us that mm-hmm. look i during this i've realized i don't have to do these 250 dollars dinner drinks i've done chai dates i've done sit on a picnic bench and yeah. i'll bring a bottle of wine like it's so and just walk right exactly because going back to the energy thing if you could tell right away i know exactly and then it just like makes it more casual and then well first she shut down my walking idea so it was a terrible idea for date. i was like mm. how old is this matchmaker in her 30s 30s okay i was like oh, i think it's nice but whatever um and then like she called me back and said basically that this guy like wanted to do the courting he like wants to meet his wife and i was like okay we're clearly not on the same page here um and i was like oh it's okay i'll set it up with my friend who's in her 30s and he's like oh he also only dates under 30 which i was like that's gross so <laughs> Long story short, it like that is know. gross. I don't really know what my point was, but no, this is a good. I think um, I think the oh, point light, you were making light around was on. light was on for this guy. Like right. he wanted to meet his wife, which okay. is like that's well, he's thirty eight, a little yeah, bit older, right? I mean, that's so that's maybe fine, but it's like, why didn't you want to meet your like? Why didn't you just think that you would eventually meet your wife? Like in the n- in the wild right well it's a good point no a lot of matchmakers most of their clients are later 30s 40s yeah. 50s like, they're not really millennials like, no, no, no. right i guess you're i mean at that point y- I, do you try anything you know he must really want someone yeah look I mean, do i want to be single at 40 probably not but yeah. i'm chilling right now i know it, i think it's more just the whole like light thing like i see it or i what i hope for me and i hope there's other people that feel like this is that it won't be a matter of like timing or whatever but i'll just know like or i don't know it'll happen when it'll whatever it happens it happens and like it won't be like oh i'm too young i'm too old whatever mm. you know are what you mean? looking for someone right now Honestly, no. No, you're you're hanging. Yeah. Kent's um, like all the date cancellations. Like right. I'm yeah. It, and so to your point, without a doubt. Right. There's not going to be. Uh, and I'm a romantic for sure. Uh, uh, hopeless. Hopeless or helpless? I always get confused. Hopeless. 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 Not helpless. <laughs> helpless. <laughs> none of us. <laughs> none of us are helpless. Uh, and I do think it is going to be something super random out of nowhere where we could be in line at that Starbucks. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I could drop a blueberry muffin <laughs> or something. Um, I, we <laughs> we could be buying 
<laughs> we could be buying the same uh, the same Tana French novel or something, fiction. Uh, <laughs> but I do think it is, it can't really be planned. You can't plan a lot of this stuff. Uh, it, no. You can't. And, and look, I'm not saying don't go on dates. If you don't think they're your future husband and wife, don't go on a date. Of course, you have to. A, I mean, they could be. They could be, number one. Number two, not all, and this, I kind of contradict contradict myself sometimes but i do think even a first date that is average you're still learning about someone yeah there could be a good takeaway maybe it's uh, i don't know maybe yeah there's so many positives even from just connecting with someone right it doesn't have to be a deep romantic of course there are like physical components as well to keep dating right uh but at the end of the day the husband wife thing that'll just play itself out let the play develop a wise friend of mine once said let the play develop. Let the play develop. I love that. Um, do you have any like hopeless romantic like Nicholas Spark anecdo- anecdotes? Anecdotes when I was a hopeless romantic. Uh, Just like weird things that happened. I can give an example because I have one. It's Ooh. actually wild. Let's hear yours. Let's hear yours. I've. I mean, I feel it like my whole life has been full of full of uh, Nora Ephron failed romances <laughs> this was just like a weird coincidence this this was wild so right <laughs> i visited my friend in charlotte north carolina and on my flight back it was like in a, a red eye or like really early morning um i literally was sitting next to this guy and like we started talking and like literally we're talking the entire time on this flight or i guess i forget if there was a guy sitting between us i don't know um, I love maybe that. There was. But yeah, we talked the entire flight, like talking like metaphysics and like all of this like really deep stuff. And like he was from like Arkansas or something super random. And when we got up to leave, like got his number and literally the guy, the third m- old man who was also sitting there was like, are you guys going to go off um, to the altar now? And I was like, oh, my God. Um, but yeah. And it was just like one of those moments like we still talk, but. I was like, I feel like I'm literally in Nicholas Sparks movie. These moments happen. They and they, happen. they do happen a lot. That's interesting because mine is when I was traveling as well. Uh, yeah, I feel like traveling Traveling is, is, is when a, a lot of this happens. I was in um, I was in Tel Aviv and I met, she was like half Israeli, half French. Oh my God. Which is, <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> Where do I sign? And we went out until 4 or 5 a.m. Uh, just unbelievable. Like, we, we just really connected. And we met each other's friends. And, um, like, we the next morning, we grabbed coffee. We were walking on the beach for, for hours and just talking about everything. But I had a flight two days later. Two yeah. days later. Ugh. And we made plans to visit halfway across the world. And it's just, I, this, does ha- this does happen to me a lot. I've dated... A, d- a few or yeah i mean international is always really hard it's really hard because you want to yeah. be you want to figure out that storybook ending exactly one of you, like i've bs'd around to friends like yeah i'm gonna move to like milan someday italy uh because she's someone's out there right yeah um it's you know hard. what the it is french th- israeli is up to <laughs> so she didn't answer my whatsapp uh, the last time I reached out, I think <laughs> it was right when COVID started. And uh, um, uh, if uh, if you're if she's listening, yeah, I won't say her name, but 
Uh, I, I will say bonjour. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Hi guys, me again. Really quick, wanted to talk about BetterHelp because I love therapy and just everyone should know how amazing it is. So again, BetterHelp is large online counseling service. They offer um, in like weekly, bi-weekly sessions uh, that you can have with a licensed professional counselor over uh, like telehealth, but that's, you know, everything's telehealth right now because we have, are in a fucking pandemic. So it's just makes so much sense and it's just such a more affordable option than regular therapy, even though I love that. But unfortunately, that's just how our mental health care system is. So try BetterHelp. Uh, get 10% off your first order by going to try sorry, your first month by going to trybetterhelp.com slash Zoe. I promise you, you will not regret it. Seriously, therapy fucks. I love it. So trybetterhelp.com slash Zoe, Z-O-E, for your 10% off your first month. Okay, so I always wrap up with a couple of questions from the New York Times. We're wrapping up? I could keep going all I night. Know, this but is we're almost at time. No, it's this fine. Blown by. Um, so first question is what's one thing in your life that's happened to you that's made you a stronger person today? Oof. Uh, two, I'll give two examples. Okay. Two quick. I'll be quick. Uh, the first definitely had a very toxic relationship uh, when I lived on the West Coast. And it, it got to the point where I knew it was bad for me. My friends knew it was awful for me. I would go to her apartment would you know break up get back together break up get back together i would be shaking walking in um to my my ex-girlfriend's apartment just very toxic she was very demeaning to me and it was like abusive honestly and and was it like possessive it was it was partly possessive but it was also partly like putting me down like there was one instance in this you know i was 23 she was like let me see your bank account let me see how much money you have i'm like 23 i just started working not you know wasn't wasn't something that sneeze had. She's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? This is how much money you have." This is so that kind of vibe, right? Wow, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, really manipulative. Um, would lose sleep. One night she showed up at my doorstep, unannounced, lied to my roommate. Long story short, uh, once I finally got over that, um, it made me very strong because I realized a to avoid that kind of stuff. B, you know, when you're in something toxic and you can't get out of it you learn so much about yourself so yeah. much about yourself and i was like addicted <clears throat> i became addicted to this to something that was so bad for me and it was almost like insane it was so crazy to me i would know i would be self-aware that this is bad for me but i would still do it and i i grew so much from that experience because i i thought i was self-aware before i became even more self-aware after um damn that's a long answer the other one was more like jobs not working out, but it's like, look, um, we're we're going Hollywood, so I'll be okay there. <laughs> yeah. The toxic one is the better answer. Damn, that's intense. That was it was intense. Yeah. That like so quick side note, but I had to like we did like a little, um, I don't know, separate segment called Hot Girls Hot Takes <gasps> last week, where we asked a bunch of people like, why do guys like crazy girls? And it was interesting to hear. Wow. Yeah. What was a bit? Was there? I mean, I have my theory. Mm. I have my theory that it's like rooted in like some, you know, attachment issue that stems from family or like, 
or one person because like mostly I was thinking of possessive. Yes. And like maybe they like that sense of control. Like maybe mm. they didn't have a good relationship with their S- mom or something like that. So I would say for sure for one of two ways. For me, it wasn't the family thing. You know, great family. For me, it was very clearly because uh, I'm very much in control for my life. Uh, you know, to do list. My wall at home has literally mapped out goals. Like I'm kind of OCD, not not OCD, but I'm very, Visual, I'm just very like yeah. goal oriented and task oriented. And I think I, I love the feeling uh, with her where I was just not only not in control, but I had no say in anything. And I think I like a part of me like that because uh, the rest of my life I am in so, so much control and I do have it together, very much together. Yeah. wasn't a family thing, you know, great. But I do have friends who it is the family thing, yeah. like mom who, who really was awful, 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 uh, and they only date crazies. Yeah. Wait, that's so, and it's cool that you figure that out. I feel like that totally. goes exactly to your point of like making you stronger. Right. The, it it's self awareness and it, and it's growth because am I telling everyone listening like go in a toxic relationship? <laughs> no. No, but there is a major silver lining if you are in one now. If you were in one, you will be so self aware after. It's heavenly. It's magical because those failures you feel like you fly after. Like, that's why I do feel mentally, I feel, like, in a good place right now. Might change next week, you know. (laughs) We'll have to ask uh, (laughs) my virtual therapist. But, um, no, I'll stop going on and on. But it's a good, it's interesting thinking about it. Definitely. Do you have a favorite quote or mantra that you live by? Favorite mantra that I live by? Uh, I mean, there are so many. Or quote quote oh my god i have so many it's crazy there's one i put on my wall recently that i don't have the i printed it out i was reading it in a book um i could read the whole quote or i could just summarize it do you want yeah, to summarize? summarize it so it basically is saying that the key the key thing for all of like we have to obsessively and excessively tell ourselves like how great we are right because that. that is sort of the the law of attraction mm-hmm. um our brains our minds this is where i go hippie this is the california me like our don't know the difference between what is real and what is imaginary our, our brains don't they really have no clue right like i could think about this couch or i'm sitting on the couch or my brain doesn't know the difference so you we are we do become our thoughts and this that quote is so important to me because the law of attraction is my big, some people believe in horoscopes, religion, like I would say the law of attraction for me is the biggest, is my number one, I guess, spiritual belief, because we, we, we define, (laughs) this is, all right, sorry for going so crazy, but we can make our own reality, Zoe, and that's what's very exciting, because we can, if you really think about something so deeply, a, it's going to happen, right? You, it's at the you, top of your mind. If you wake up and you're feeling crappy, like, oh, this is a bad day, you're going to have a bad day. You just will, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about for us, like, the goals we've wanted for our show, different uh, accolades or press achievement or, or deals that we want to get. Um, you know, Brandon and I, like my creative partner and with the show, we're both obsessive over just thinking about and sa- telling each other, like, we're going to be huge and, and all of this. Because if we don't think that and, and s- tell th- ourselves that it's going to be a, an uphill battle. Yeah. Right. No, so 100%. that's the quote. What book is it? That's the biggest mantra. 
So that book was in, okay, this was in a, oh my God, my dad recommended it for me too. I'll think of the book. It's an old, it's one of the older, that's why, because I'm getting into fiction now because I read this book and I'm like, I got it. The, if I read more nonfiction, it's going to confuse me. Like, I got it. I get it. Yeah. Um, do you want me to find the book? Yeah, or you can, I can just I'll, I'll send it to you. We'll, we'll post in the pod. It's, uh, it's an old, it's an old book. Or I'll check my Amazon quickly. But we could, yeah. Yeah, um, I can ask you my next question. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up while you're bringing it up. <laughs> what do you <laughs> love, what do you love most about yourself? What do I love most about myself? Uh, that is, okay, what do I love most about myself? I love that question. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Thank it's you. amazing. And I used to be so hard on myself and not like appreciate the good things. We all have to appreciate what oh, we love. Yeah. About. So important. Extremely so important. important. Very, very important. Um, because if you don't love you, nobody else will, right? Yeah. Uh, so for me, what I love most about myself, I would just say it's, um, I would say it's, oh my God, I love, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, what I love most about myself, it, like if I had to pick one thing, it's building, it's making people feel good, honestly. Like I just, yeah. I know, I just love that I can make someone feel special and and feel good about themselves. And whether it's my taxi driver, whether it's Nina, you know, at Starbucks, I just love that I can like, Ask them about their day, and you know I was raised really well, and um, by, uh, you know, great family, great parents. That is the most important thing for me. Like when I meet someone, and I can just cheer them up a little bit. I just I love that. Uh, that's it's a great quality. C- yeah, I, I'm very. I you know I have a lot of things that I'm working on too, <laughs> right? Like I've lost like broken eight iPhones in the past six months, but wow. um, that is one thing that I do I do like love yeah no it's hopefully that was a good answer great answer and last question which is the name of the podcast okay i found the the book okay should i read the book for those listening okay um it's called the psychology of winning and it's by dr dennis watley yeah this is fiction so (laughs) i'm getting into fiction now because i read this book and i was i've been a crazy reader throughout my life Uh, always an avid reader and I devoured nonfiction, you know, all these like kind of creative inspiration Do you like books. Gladwell? What? Do you like Malcolm Gladwell? Love Mal- Outliers is great. He's amazing. Do you have any? Qu- I feel like you're reading some yeah, cool I'd books. Yeah. I'll give you some recs. For we'll fiction. get some recs mm-hmm. and um, feel free to reach out if you want recs from me. So I read this book, Dennis Watley, that quote I put on my wall and I'm like, all right, I get it. You know, these other books are going to say like positive mindset. Thank good. This one quote is almost like 100 nonfiction books in one quote. And so now yeah. I'm like, now when I read, just take me to a faraway universe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me create, like, um, let me imagine things. Uh, you have all, like, what you need. Yeah, and studies show, like, reading fiction is really good for your brain and memory and long term. And I, I'm excited to get into fiction. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. But last question. I feel, like I'm gonna, I feel like I know the answer. How do you find solace in the city? Oh, my God. I could go on solace in the city every week. The hospitality, the questions. Okay, how do I find solace in the city? In New York. Yes. In New York City. I mean, any city, any city. Any city. It's it's an amazing, amazing. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm getting emotional. You know this question. Uh, so how do I find solace in the city? It's walking. It's walking. I love walking around Me New too. York. I just go like sometimes. 
And even with this remote work and everything, I find joy in just walking. I'll just walk downtown or maybe I'll take the train to Brooklyn. I'll walk into a gallery. I'll walk into a museum. Maybe I'm listening to podcasts while I'm walking or I'm sitting in Washington Square Park. I'm watching like how diverse and amazing and cool this city is. And it gives me so much joy. I'm so grateful being in New York City. Uh, I know it's like like my sports teams aren't doing good right aren't doing well right now. So my new super fandom is New York City because it really like th- I just find so much peace sitting in Washington yeah. Square Park, looking around, people watching. Uh, maybe I'm I'm you know I'm drinking a chai and it that just I just feel like at ease. Uh, I am where I'm supposed to be. Um, I'm in the right city for my personality, for what I want to do professionally, personally, all of that. And I feel at ease, for sure. Love that. And I definitely agree. So I'm curious to hear your answer. To maybe on previous pods, your answer? Sometimes. Maybe. But I have to think about that one a right. little bit more. Especially <laughs> now, because I feel like it always changes. <laughs> but, Harrison, thank you so much that's for it. coming on. Zoe, that's it. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. I know. I'm, I'm getting tears. Do you see my tears? I'm getting tears. No. A little no, tears. A couple. Okay. Where can everyone follow you, follow updating, slide into your DMs? Totally. So uh, my Instagram is at htforman. Um, definitely follow me there. You know, I post reading recommendations. I post um, uh, some pieces that I write, music that I listen to, film, movie racks. So Instagram I- is the core for me. My website's there. And then for updating, I also post information on updating on my account. But for updating... Uh, obviously, it's it's a comedy show here in New York. It's a live blind dating show. We're in the process of bringing it back, po- I- even in the COVID with uh, limited capacity. Go to at updating show on Instagram or updatingshow.com um, for any announcements, casting for our live show. If you want to be on our show, uh, you can apply online. Maybe Zoe will, will so be fun. on our show. You would be an incredible dater. Oh, thank you. You would be amazing, actually, uh, on the show and. Uh, we'll post recent or show announcements and we'll have something very, very, very big that we're announcing for the future of our show. Uh, I can't reveal it publicly yet, but it's the next phase of our of our journey with a show that's just so funny and it's so relatable and it's so interesting and I love doing it. I love producing it. I love being involved in it. And um, it's uh I think that we can help people laugh a little bit more during a time when they yeah. need to laugh and feel like they're not alone and and honestly just let loose because it, we want to uh, like we're more influenced from like you know a a Tarantino or or like a Howard Stern than like The Bachelor right like we really want people to just feel something different with our show and yeah. laugh so that's oh yeah. updating <laughs> yeah that's like the Some mini Pulp pe- Fiction <laughs> yeah no Pulp Fiction one of my favorites uh, could be on my movie list. Um, so yeah, at HT Foreman, uh, okay, I am single, uh, and then at updating show. Um, but Zoe, no, this was wonderful. Um, your dog is really cool too. We'll, we'll get along after this. I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) All right. Bye everyone. Bye.